Welcome back to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We're grateful that you can join us for another week, and we're very fortunate. Today, we have a special guest with us, Julianne Waldock. Uh, Julie, as she coins it, is a happy regardless coach who, for over 15 years, has been specializing in working with clients who are at crisis points in their life. Her individual and group programs teach instant and lasting resilience techniques for coping with this life, no matter what it throws at you. Her aim is to help you shift your focus from what you're fighting to what you're fighting for. And her mission is to help as many people as possible, not only finding happiness, but to learn to put their happiness first. From her early days as a lecturer in the social sciences and a dean of a college, through to her extensive work and training as a mindset and resilience coach, EFT practitioner, Reiki master, yoga teacher, and more, Julie has continually dedicated herself her studies, and her service to helping others overcome barriers that stand in the way of living their happiest life. She specializes in bringing light to the shadow, yin topics of loss, limiting beliefs, and limiting behaviors, such as today's topic of sleeplessness. Uh, so we're really grateful that you could join us, and I got the pleasure of actually listening to you speak in, at the Banff Wellness Retreat, which was wonderful and it just makes me want to go back again. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm coming next. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's already in the cards. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm really, um, really grateful for this opportunity to hang out with you both, but also to help others understand that what we face in life, there's always a solution if we're willing to look and willing to take the steps to make the change. There's always a solution out there. Yeah, I agree. I like that. And I did, I did like, and I pulled it off. I won't read it because it's a bit longer, but I really loved how you introduced your inner child on your website. That was, I love that because I think we so often don't listen to that inner child part of ourselves and how it makes up how we are and how we face life now. That's true. So that's so true. So true indeed. And, and in this topic we tend to we listen to our inner child I find when she's nagging us or he's nagging us or they are nagging us or they're saying you shouldn't have done that like that you know we listen to them then and and really we're always just another another version of um like a Russian doll like every day is a new version of us just layered on top of the next one and our inner child is an important voice to help us get back to basics and remember that we've done most of the things we know we want to do at some point well. So I, I include my inner child in every day. Um, I include her in all my work. And I have made promises to her to be as, to give her the best life to be you know we're coming up to mothering Sunday and I'd like to think at some point I you know I was a good mother to her um even though I am her um to just you know do do the best I can yeah I like that I yeah, I like I the way that you said that because I I think that that's so true we do mother ourselves and we don't even realize it right and to give grace and honor to that is really important it really is you yeah your child you know you should yeah definitely um and in when we look at something like sleeplessness which we're going to talk about today um we we forget that we knew once upon a time how to sleep we we forget we think that it's something that it's an either or we're, we're stuck in this new cycle of whatever, you know, um, waking in the middle of the night, struggling to get to sleep, waking up tired. And all those things are just experiences. They're like seasons, as it were, with sleep. You know, we, we are both the lunar creatures and the solar creature. And then, and because of that, we, we have to know that there are many things that affect the efficacy of our day and our night. But both are equally important, like my hair, the yin and yang. 
the yin and the yang of life needs to be embraced in 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 its entirety we need to understand that you know we need sunlight to see the shadow we need shadow to be where the sun is shining and and together with those two things we can learn and grow and be the best version of ourselves um and it's not all Roses and rainbows and unicorns, unfortunately. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> well, yeah, you try, right? But you do have to accept those, the different parts of us, the shadow part of us and the light part of us. and Because we all win. Yeah. Us. Well, uh, yes. And and if we if we listen to them and we, we learn from what they have to say to us, then we're going to get over it quicker. But if we just, if you imagine that the small child, which I'm sure between the two of you, you know, you've heard this before, but <laughs> you know, the why, 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 you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? The great patience one. <laughs> but every time we, we close that down and we say to ourselves, you know, you, you, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to experience that. I don't want to go there. It's just going to fester. It's just going to get bigger and get worse, which is why um, in my tips, I say, okay, if for everything to do with sleep, imagine you're a small child and you're trying to get that small child to sleep and screaming and shouting and being annoyed at it is never going to work. No. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> so um yeah so most of uh, most of my work actually works on that basis of saying you know what are you saying to yourself how can we change is the mindset you are using that of a three-year-old a five-year-old a 15-year-old 24-year-old which which one is keeping you stuck yeah and which one do you need to actually even learn or adopt or foster and get you to a place where, um, again, you can have your best day? Yeah. And, and that's important, right? Because the sleep is so important to us having a good day the next day. Because a lot of us, if we don't get a good night's sleep, then the next day we're so angry and we have so much bitterness because we had such a crappy sleep. And that was one of the things that I loved the way that you conveyed that was, you know, kind of how to adopt a better system to dealing with that so that you can then have a nice next day, regardless of the sleep that you've had. Yeah. True. Um, because also we become what we say we are. So if we say, oh, I have had, I'm a terrible sleeper. I never get to sleep. Then we just inside we're listening and oh we want to be a terrible sleeper we want to <laughs> and we perpetuate a cycle so it's it is important and and even those who say I can have a terrible night's sleep and it, it mean makes no difference to me I'm not angry I'm not whatever research has shown that 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 actually isn't true it may be true in the moment. But there will be long-term repercussions if that is a learned behavior that isn't challenged. So, you know, to, to, to nip it in the bud, as it were, um, and to accept that you can nip it in the bud um, <laughs> are, are important, are really important um, things to grasp about our sleep. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, we can have a cranky day, but, you know, we, we may be flying abroad for example and we may our jet lag may have a detrimental effect on us but so we don't want to be saying i'm going to ruin this entire vacation <laughs> i'm not going to get any sleep we want to be saying i'll correct it when it's time we want to be engaging and supportive of ourselves so that we do um yeah, we do get the most out of it because a good night's sleep brings us a good day and a good day brings us a good night's sleep. So they are inseparable, no matter which way we look at it. Yeah. 
That's right. And and I I love this because I'm hearing this more and more, the message that's coming across about our words and what we're saying, what we're saying to ourselves, what we're saying and putting out there, right? It's like words are like spells and we're putting that out into the world. Like, what do you want to be putting out in the world? Like you right. said, right? If you say I'm a terrible sleeper, in a loose way, you're trying to manifest that. Yes. Why would you want to? <laughs> Exactly. exactly. And and we, you know, the three of us will be and your audience will be very aware of things like um, the rise in affirmations and the power of affirmations. And um, and we it, it, without even realizing it, we are affirming things that we don't want as well, often on a daily basis, sometimes on an hourly basis. You bet. You know, a lot of people live their drama and speak their drama on a <laughs> on a daily basis. Constantly. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> and unfortunately, their their inner child is thinking that, that that's exactly how I want to be. This is it's not how I feel I have to be. It's what I want to be because I keep talking about it. Yes. Exactly. And so um and so being careful of our words, being careful of our intention and being careful of our awareness of our environment. I guess if you went on vacation and you had disturbed sleep and you were on a, I don't know, the beach of Barbados, it's probably on the same time zone to us. <laughs> I don't know. Geography is not my strong point. <laughs> That's okay. My <laughs> <laughs> but if we're, we're on that beach we're not going to be beating ourselves up about not having a lot of sleep so we we need to adopt that same thing in our day-to-day -day. so um yeah so i i help people first of look first of all be aware of that they have a choice to begin today to set in motion their good night and then after doing that very thing then they can be aware of what they are doing that could negatively affect that. And that's practical things. You know, we all know this, the, the idea of not having coffee after a certain time or caffeine, but there are quite a few other products that we will go ahead and have right until we're about to go to bed, like chocolate. <laughs> or wine. And, and wine, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even to the effect of um, like TV and, and stimulating our minds in that way is so hard on us. And, you know, we're all attached to our phones these days, it seems. And too much. You know, so. that's usually for a lot of people, that's like the last thing they do and the first thing they do. And it's just so bad for our bodies. Well, it is. Uh, there, there are... Um there are electromagnetic currents that are bad for our bodies from having it around us on a continual basis as well. But also it keeps us on. If, if you think about the idea of um, our fight and flight responses and then those responding to a, 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 an aggressor or a, um, a threat and then getting us to take action and then allowing us to calm. That's how it's supposed to do. But every time we get a stimulus of this magnitude, like um, has someone liked my post on Facebook? Has <laughs> somebody texted me back? Is there a response to that email? Each of those are alerts. And when you're spiked, it's a bit like the morning snows button. It, 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 it's not beneficial. You're better to hear the first alarm, get up and get on with your day, even if you need to have a nap later. But those 10 minutes are a, are a con to yourself, <laughs> as it were, that the day hasn't begun, but it has. So the same with your texts and your stimulus in, on the telephone. It's, it's keeping you on. It's keeping you just tuned in to that. And if it's negative... Yeah. Then it follows us through our day. Then it, it affects other things. And then we 
we we see that we're not getting a good day we see everything we're grumpy everything is just out of sorts and it's all because we've hung on to this first thing in the morning yeah so is there a good and I, I mean I know what the year it's gonna be because I'm not a sneak peek <laughs> um a good environment to sleep in like what what would you say to everyone is a, a good environment to sort of set yourself up to have a good sleep so the first environment is is internal so that's what are you what are you digesting what are you you know processing what are you leaving your organs to do when you lie down and they don't have the benefit of um the the movement as it were of getting through your day you're just going to lie down you're going to be prone and you're going to leave your organs to do something so have you eaten within the last few hours are you processing alcohol um are you um high on chocolate <laughs> are you stimulated by caffeine so so you have those things the physical things and then the other thing about your internal environment is have you stimulated yourself your mind to be off in a zombie land, for example, because you've just been watching, um, we'll say The Last of Us, because obviously it's um, an Albertan show. Um, <laughs> you know, are, are you off doing something like that? Are, are you, is your mind still in that zone? Have you been looking at the news last thing at night? And are you off in a war zone somewhere? So bear the stimulants that you, I would encourage people to be aware of and see really, can I reduce them? Have I just gone through my phone? Have I, have I doom scrolled through, you know, Alice in Wonderland, I think it is. You just click on something and then everything comes to you. <laughs> um, have you done that? Because that's a stimulant. Yeah. That's as much a stimulant as caffeine. That's going to wake you up, even though you may physically feel tired. So that's that's one. And then the other is the environment that's external to you. Is your room dark enough for you to tell your mind your um, processes to go to sleep? Is it is it quiet enough? Is it cool enough? When was the last time you really thought about how good your pillow was? When was the last time you moved your mattress? Now, once upon a time, mattresses got flipped. Um, we can't do that now because they're built from the base up. So if you flip them, you would be on <laughs> the worst part of your mattress. <laughs> but you're, you're meant to turn them. Um, but you're also meant to remove them and replace them. I think the last reckoning was 10 years. Okay. Had it for more than 10 years. It's, it's not going to be conducive. To, it's not going to be doing what you thought it would do in the first place. So looking at your those things in your environment, do you have a, a TV in your bedroom with a light on it, a standby? Because by definition, if it's on standby, you're on standby. You know, have you got things in that room that are, if you need to get up in the middle of the night, are you going to trip and fall? Are you, you know, putting yourself in danger? Do you have to wake up alert to get to the bathroom, for example, due to the fact that you've left the room untidy? These are all things that, same matter of fact, but they are conducive to whether or not you can get a good night's sleep. And then, and then we also have things in our environment that really shouldn't be there. And I, I can be guilty of this one as well, but pets. <laughs> we often allow our pets to sleep on our two grand mattress better than... <laughs> we allow ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 
we do this with children as well. You know, we we've all seen the memes with children spread out on the on the bed, but that's the that's not helping you. Um, and so just again, looking at your environment, external and internal, and saying, do I does this help me? Does it make me feel rested? Because that's what we're meant to do. When we go into our sleep state, we're meant to rest mm. and pay and restore for our next day. Yes. We're meant to turn short-term memories into long-term memories. We're meant to remember where our keys were. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> little questions we've posed ourselves through the day. So when we're not setting ourselves up for that, then, then we can have a disturbed sleep. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. That's very true. And that is very true. I liked the pillow one when you talked about that, because that wasn't something that was actually one of the things I came home to say to my husband was like, we got to check our pillows because they should be like this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the rest we pretty much do because we don't have a TV. I mean, I try not to go on my phone before bed, but I know I have watched TV and then have actually dreamt whatever the TV show that I was watching. For sure. yeah. <laughs> right? Because you bring that in. Because sure. like you said, you don't have that downtime to get rid of that thought. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's right. And the other thing, in REM, which is a stage within your sleep that you are doing the kind of mental restoration, in, the, in that state, you will try and solve things as well as turning short-term memories into long-term memories. You will try and solve a, a dilemma, like I said, about where your keys are or, or whatever. But when that dilemma is, how do I pay my bills? Or that dilemma is, that person looked at me badly and I, I feel really awful. When, when our dilemma is something in our imagined state, and I use that in inverted commas there, then uh, to solve that isn't straightforward. If we don't have the, the answer in our daytime, we won't necessarily have the answer in our nighttime, but our sleep state doesn't know that. So it will try and draw things in to make it feel real, um, to get you to try and solve whatever it is that you're sort of just you're dwelling on, as it were. And that's why we get disturbed sleep. That's why we get woke up with this. That's why for a lot of people who are going through a daytime of depression and anxiety, it's going to play out into their night because the night will try when they're resting, try and solve it for them. So I also encourage people to set the mental environment up as well. And a few of the tips to do with that is, first of all, when you're cleaning your teeth, for example, we could set in process that I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to have a deep restorative sleep. And the things I haven't solved today, I'm going to leave here in the bathroom, and I've had people write them on little post-it notes and put them into a jar, put the lid on the jar because <laughs> the connection with that. And I'll see to you tomorrow. And then going to bed. And again, if something comes up or disturbs us, we would say to ourselves, I'm going to just write that down and I'll do it tomorrow. I'll deal with it tomorrow. And, um, yeah. What, what we're doing in that, we're not resolving immediately, but we are beginning to train ourselves to know that the mental rest that we need through the night is as important as the physical rest and the environmental rest. So all of these things will help us. And often, um, I, I don't know if you've both been preparing for a podcast, for example, and the night before, you've got great questions come up in your mind. Oh. <laughs> you know, so it, it works like that. It can work to our benefit. They say Einstein um, used to actually write down the conundrums that he wanted to solve. 
before he went to bed and trust that his sleep state would bring him this, the answers. And I believe it was Abraham Lincoln, but I could have <laughs> him up. <laughs> um, but it were, but he would have afternoon naps to do the exact same thing when he was needing to come with a solution. Okay. So yeah, so for us, we could do the same thing if we before we go to bed and say, you know, we can set in process our affirmations. We could set in process our, our I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm happy that it's going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, I'm going to have a deep and restorative night's sleep and prepare our body, our mind and our energy to train ourselves to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I like that. And I like the other thing too that where you said, and I have that I just had this the other night. I woke up at 127 in the morning and I did lay in bed for a little bit and thought, okay, maybe I'm gonna sleep, but I knew that that was not so. So at two, I got up and then I was up until almost five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I just I really I listened to what you had said kind of when I was listening to you and I thought okay, I'm up. So I read something that I needed to read for a future podcast. And I did, you know, some different things that I needed to do. And it was focused and it was enough that then all of a sudden I'm like, no, I think I can go back to sleep now. Okay. I got about a 90 minute window. Yeah, that should be good. I should get a good <laughs> sleep in that cycle. And I did. So, but I didn't worry about it. Right. Yeah. So I probably didn't do good by stimulated by being on the computer and things, but at the same point, it was quiet and the whole family was leaving. <laughs> well, I have to say, first of all, you're an excellent student. Thanks. <laughs> top, of, top of the class. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I, I think the, the, the key word in, is worry. I think when we worry about anything, we are we are at a disadvantage or when we worry if we if if aliens were to land and we had to demonstrate to them what a human worrying looked like we all know what physical physiological demonstration we would do you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> whereas i like to use the, the, the term concern because I always think that's a bit like a meerkat, you know, oh, you're up. If you're concerned, you're looking for solutions. And when, when you are in having really irregular sleep, then by all means be concerned and seek um, medical assistance if there is something going on. But also be concerned and seek your own solutions. You know, what, I, what did I do? What did I forget to do what you know what could I begin to do and if it is a case of am I going back to sleep there there you know there there are you going back to sleep <laughs> and if you drop back to sleep wonderful if you don't then that's right don't beat yourself up about it this is a one-off tell yourself a little bit of a drama making it very clear that this is not a habit. I'm just, it's unnecessary to battle with myself and try and get myself back to sleep. Right. I'll do what you've done. And, you know, I can get, I can be very productive. I can make a contract with myself to have another 90 minutes before the day begins. Yeah. And, but I'm not going to make a habit of it. And by being that very supportive you and your inner child um that relationship becomes then a dance it becomes then a harmonious um agreement and yes you're going to have things that disturb you I, I get the biggest thing that disturbs my sleep is excitement so my inner child thinks it's christmas morning when i'm about when i was going to bump for example the few nights leading up to the Banff Wellness Retreat, I was waking up every single night and I knew, I knew it was because I was excited about going 
and I was adding new little tidbits to what I, it is I was going to say. That's good because I knew once that was done, I would go back to have a nice sleepy snorey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and again, that's back to the same as what I was saying before about um, jet lag and a vacation. We, we don't have to beat ourselves up about these things. Um, there were, uh, there are, there are a couple of studies that are looking at in insomnia as a condition and looking to see whether or not even chronic insomnia can be released. And the evidence is really powerful and really encouraging mm. that if we do take this step back, if we first of all, make the decision that I will at one point, even one day in my life, I had a good night's sleep. I can do it again. Yeah. So that's number one, setting, you know, your destination, as it were. I will get a good night's sleep again. And then removing all the stimulants. And then in, enhancing the environment. And then bringing in practical resources, um, such as tapping, hypnosis, um emotional release work there are there are lots of things there have you heard of the sedona method no. i've heard of it but i don't know anything about it yeah I don't. So there, there was a gentleman and i may mispronounce his name hailed wowsking i believe is his name and he wrote it um to make it a very simple kind of metaphorical way of releasing something that's burdening us and his suggestion is that if we have something if you if you have something that you're holding on to like I can't sleep I can't sleep I can't sleep and you keep holding on to that after a while that's a lot yeah and he, he said at some point it's worth asking yourself would I be willing to let that go? Because it's me holding on to it. And so in the Sedona method, and I'm overly simplifying it here, so apologies should he listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, the, in the Sedona method, the idea is you would put, okay, I've, I've had a few nights bad sleep, or I've, I wake every night in the middle of the night, and you put it as a metaphor in your hat. So you might have something, whatever you may think of. I'm, I'm just going to imagine a grey stone. And so I've got a grey stone in my hand. And am I willing to hold on to that or am I willing to let it go? And then I can ask myself that and then I'm willing to let it go. And so you then say, well, when am I willing to let it go? And that's quite an insightful question because, you know, we can find out whether or not it's, well, you know, it's not my fault, it's him, he snores. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, or, or I've always been like that. And then you make a decision and say, right, okay, turn your hand over and let it go. And by just training yourself to make that arrangement with yourself, that actually I, I, I'm not going to be determined and defined by what has happened. I want to each new day is the beginning of the rest of my life. And this 24 hours, I'm going to work on having the best night's sleep that I've had in a long time. Having the best day that I want to have. And I'm going to work in that direction. And it, to think that they are fait to complete, you know, that that's always going to be the case, is selling yourself short, really. Because, you know, um, not to be too flippant, but there, are, there is a, a graveyard in every town where you can go and sleep for a long, long time. So... <laughs> In the meantime, in the meantime, we will not challenge ourselves over our sleep. We will do everything we can to improve it. And we 
will not challenge ourselves over our day. It's lovely to have the mindset that, oh, okay, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do that one again. And, you know, and grow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I like that Sedona method. Now I'll have to read that book. <laughs> um, <laughs> she will. Because, because I think that you can carry that into other aspects of your life as well with that, you know, do I want to let go and when I, I really like the when part, because I think that really would make a lot of introspection there. Yeah, um, right. You're right. And I agree, like, we can sleep when we're dead. So why not do that? And why not ask ourselves those questions about why is it I didn't have a good sleep, right? Did mm -hmm. I do all the things that maybe, oh, no, wait, I did that. Oh, that's maybe perhaps why, right? Just to bring that to our forefront to to move forward to have better sleeps. Yeah, that would be, I certainly need to try to do that. I'm awake like every hour during the night. And you used, you used to be awake every hour during the night. Yeah, I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And it's yeah. like, I, yeah, I want to have, I want to have a whole night's sleep. Yeah. It's a good night's sleep, you know, and that's coming. <laughs> and, it, and it is coming in when you look at it in that particular way um because so in your sleep every 90 minutes or so you would go into rem and in rem it is that state where we're in our kind of dream sleep as it were and so if you're awake on that that kind of rhythm or you have been awake in the past on that kind of rhythm, then it's, it's worth just before you go to bed, purging and writing down the things that could disturb you. Thoughts, things to do, you know, um, those sorts of things. Just write them down and just fold them up, put them in um, a drawer or just put them to one side and say, I'll come back to you. And then see if there is an impact. Okay. And, and, and even just writing yourself, because the pen is a very powerful way of actually getting something from in here, a cathartic way of getting it outside of you. Right. And once you've got that perspective, you can work on it slightly different. And so if you were to write down, um, I used to go um, wake every hour. I'm going to go to sleep and have a full night's sleep. Um, but if not, I will definitely have two hours between each wake and definitely have three hours and begin to do a kind of written contract with yourself and just see how that impacts. I use metaphors, oh my goodness, in everything. I do phobia treatments as well. And I do, I do really quite... Um, just descriptive metaphors where I'm taking something out of you. You don't need that anymore. Give it to me here. And I'll, you know, I'll even walk out of my office and flush a toilet. You <laughs> <laughs> get the point across to the part of us, the part of us that is retaining it and holding on to it and trying to keep us safe by saying, hey, hey, I have to wake every hour. I have to wake. Um, so, you know, just do, if you try things and play with yourself, again, like I, I like I said, if it was a small child, what would you do? Okay. You mm -hmm. wouldn't say to that small child, for the rest of your life, you are going to wake every hour. I would imagine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'd have to feed you every hour. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Whilst the glass of wine is at your lips, this, <laughs> this too shall pass. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's they're the type of things that if you strike up that relationship with it, then your mind is only ever trying to do two things, conserve your energy and keep you safe. Right. And, and though, so those two things are really all it's doing. And so it's if in the middle of the night, it's trying to keep you safe because there's something you forgot to do in the, during the day or you, you know, you set in motion. And it said, oh, wake up, wake, wake. And you know, I, I think you should pay attention to this thing. And so really once we know that, and once we know that we 
we can actually do a lot more than we're choosing to do, then we can choose to do them. And, and I'm not suggesting that we have to have this very regimented thing. I'm not suggesting that we're not supposed to have a glass of wine before bed, or I'm not suggesting that we can't, you know, watch a show before bed. I'm suggesting that when we have a poor night's sleep, we make the choice as to whether or not we're going to repeat that. Right. The, um, the originator of Weight Watchers, I believe, wrote that it was choice, not chance, that determines your destiny. And I like that so much that I have <laughs> a sign on my wall to it because we choose we choose how we think about something. We choose how we feel about something. And I know that seems odd, but we do choose it. Yes, We can choose to enhance our environment. We can choose to have the stimulants or not. And we can choose to make a pact with ourselves to have a really good night's sleep so that we have a really good day as a result of it. Yeah. We're ready, we're stored. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I, I like that. I yeah. like that. No, I will definitely start that as of today. <laughs> From now on, I'll be a really good sleep. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I like the other technique I um I I help people with their sleep with is the tapping. EFT practice. Um, I'm an EFT practitioner, but the, the practice of EFT, you can learn at home. You can watch videos on YouTube, etc. And to tap on the meridian points and to tell yourself, you know, that was about your sleep. You know, even though I had a poor night's sleep, I'm still okay with myself. Even though that wasn't a great night, I'm still very comfortable with myself. Um. And then go through the tapping points, um, and they're easy to find on any YouTube um, yeah. tapping yeah. experience. But um, to do that as well is there's, there's two parts to that. One in NLP, that's a that's a pattern interrupt. You are not just accepting that it's going to happen again. You are interrupting that, and you're making that pact with yourself. And obviously, from an EFT point of view, you are um, releasing it, the chi, from your meridians and, right. and not be blocked. So yeah. I have great faith that most people can get over <laughs> most things. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I love EFT. I, I find yeah, that so handy in well, a lot of different situations. I, I like to use it and I reach it to people whether they follow it or they don't that's their choice <laughs> true <laughs> and and you know and it's funny when you say the choosing because my newest thing that I don't know came back to me when I came back kind of refreshed from that retreat and everything out and I don't know because you live in the theta level like this the whole retreat pretty much yeah. for days after <laughs> is my new thing was that I started saying was choose joy so like when I dropped my granddaughter off in the morning for school I'm like choose joy mm -hmm. she's like weird thing to say I said yes but we have that choice of how we're gonna our day is gonna play out mm -hmm. so if you choose like you said choose to have a good night's sleep mm -hmm. your body you tell your mind that Yep. And eventually it does start listening to you. Yes. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And accepting also that there are environmental impactors. For example, you can't necessarily be able to choose not to be hot if your hormones are telling you you're going to be hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but we could choose to do the best we want to do at that stage and accept that this too shall pass. And so there are there are those elements of choosing joy in everything. And as you said right at the start, my driver in life is to teach people how to be happy regardless. Mm -hmm. um, life is going to sideswipe us. It, it, it is, there isn't 
a way of avoiding it really. So to choose joy in those moments, to choose happiness in those moments, to choose to let things go. It, it is powerful. It's powerful. It builds up our resilience. It builds up our happy chemicals. It really gives us a, a good footing for to live that the rest of that day. And doing the same thing with regards to choosing our night time, choosing to have a good night's sleep, choosing to be connected that if I if I don't have a good night's sleep, it isn't the end of the world. No. No. I, but I will choose to have a good night's sleep the next night. <laughs> Just beginning that dance. And so in order to do so, then when we, we're not waking up with, you know, too much cortisol in our system and we, we, we have to spend that before, you know, a lot of people will, if they're, if they're suffering from depression, for example, they get into this awful cycle during their sleep that they are still trying, they spend more time in REM. And so by the time they're due to wake up, they actually have spent the whole night or a lot of the night trying to solve their daytime condition. And yeah. so they wake up more tired than they went to sleep. And it feels so much of a quagmire. It feels so much of a trap for them. But to know that, okay, that's what is actually happening to me. Right. Therefore, if I can get rid of this cortisol right now, go for a run, um, you know, jump, star jumps. <laughs> yeah. maybe put some clothing on first <laughs> but you know if they if, if I can spend some of this energy that I have generated trying to solve my problems um then I can give myself a start and go outside and see the sun yeah yeah that's yeah. so important see the sun first thing in the morning and it stimulate your body to say okay daytime daytime yeah um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's wonderful and you've given us so much information I really appreciate it and I love your energy and everything oh, about beautiful you energy yeah I'd love to have you on again where you can talk about maybe EFT or something because I find that's just such a wonderful tool to have in our bag it really is <laughs> so I would love to ladies that would be really that would be lovely um want to tell our listeners where they can find you certainly um well my name my full name is julie ann waldock um and if you went to julianwaldock.com you would link into me there and there were all ways of contacting me i i do free um consultations to see whether or not we're a good fit for one another i I am on this earth to help people. I'm not on this earth to um, become a crutch for somebody or, or to force them to work with me. So I'm, what, I'm like a self-help book. <laughs> you will pick me off your bookcase when you need me. Um, but you can get my details from the Banff Wellness Retreat because um, all practitioners, uh, their, their information is on there. And um, I can also give other links through for where to find me. But basically, I do, I do online programs, I do in-person programs, I, and I create things that are specific for what the person brings. Oh. Um, because I, want, I really want somebody to be happy regardless, as quickly as possible. And if I may just offer one last little thing here. Um, I began my journey into this field and the, the, the great expanse of this field when my young sister-in-law had um, was diagnosed with cancer um, about 17, 18 years ago. And it had metastasized. And back in the UK at that time, 
the only way to um, get to treatment was to be chemo bombed. And I used that term as it was at the time. It wasn't specific or, you know, it wasn't a, a, um, a bespoke cocktail. And then radiotherapy and then chemo bomb and then so forth. And when it had metastasized and the prognosis was poor, all she wanted to do was be happy. And so I threw my head, my heart and my team into finding what other people were doing to make people happy. And I particularly wanted to find things that would help her get over her chemo bomb. And in my work, Happy Regardless, I'm not just being Pollyanna or Mary Poppins or any of the other things that spring to <laughs> mind. I, I am genuinely helping people create the chemicals within themselves to give themselves the resilience to cope with things. I'm genuinely teaching people techniques that they can actually engage in light tapping to take back control. This is our life. And I want them to be their own best friend of their inner child. And, um, and I know it's possible. And so um, if anyone is at that crossroads in life and they really feel they'd even just like to ask, could you help? Then reach out because, um, yeah, because, you know, you ladies are here for of service and it's a beautiful service to offer to people. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And and that's what we want to do is, is serve others to bring this knowledge and, you know, to let people live the best life that they can. Live. Mm -hmm. That's exactly true. That's exactly true. And, the, and you've branched, you're branching into all aspects of life, the holistic and it's, and that's a wonderful thing. Your listeners, something will tweak with every person that they listen to. That's what we're that. hoping for. We're hoping <laughs> oh, that, that we're going to, you know, hit everybody somehow with helping them to be their best. And 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 who better than you two here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, You've got most gorgeous energy. So oh, well, thank you. Right back at you. Yeah, so very nice and it, we're so grateful that you could join us, and maybe we'll have you again on a, as a guest and. Um, yeah. So thank you again. And we hope all of our listeners have a magical week. And yes. And please love and like us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. It was a pleasure. So much a pleasure to have you here. Yes, it, it was. Really thank was. you so much. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. And uh, in advance, happy Mother's Day to you both. Thank hey, you. And to you as well. You too. Okay. <laughs> She's already treated me for Mother's Day this one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She's very good that way. So yes, yes. <laughs>